Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Well, I just want to start off today's episode by saying last week was the good on paper episode and the movie is still going strong on Netflix. So if you are crawling out from under a rock and you haven't seen good on paper right now, pause this podcast and go watch it. What? And if you have any questions about good on paper, we probably answered them last week. Yeah. You know, I, I get a lot of really intricate, unique questions in my DMs. I can't answer everything. Uh, and then of course, as like someone who made this film, I'm like, oh, I wish people would ask me about editing choices and starting to sound like you and like <laughs> costume choices. But you know, you got your answers. People came for a nice snack of a movie. That's what they got. Very proud of the movie. So please watch Good on Paper on Netflix, streaming now. And I will see you at a city near you. Tickets at Eliza.com slash tour. <laughs> It's true. Okay, enough plugs, enough plugs. Enough plugs that make my life go round. You guys, sometimes I, not sometimes, every week, I listen back to the podcast for quality assurance to make sure I didn't say anything that's going to wreck my life. No, I've taken those things out already by the time you hear it. Um, I think we have different barometers for what's appropriate. But I listen back and sometimes I'm like, wow, I really wish people would give us updates. Like some of these I get like very into. Um, And so, you know, if you have any updates especially with like things that we got really fired up about. We'd always Mm -hmm. love to hear back. In the meantime, it's time to address your personal issues about your personal life from someone who does not know you personally, but whom you think you know personally because I share my life on Instagram. Can I say I have such an appreciation for people who submit their questions because you present it, you don't want it to be too long and you also, but you want to give all the context. I submitted my question to something and then they misinterpreted me and I was like, oh no, and you're listening. You can't do oh, anything about it. I and you're just like, that. ah, ah. And so then it made, it made me really understand when people write back in like, no, that's not the case. Well, <laughs> that's why I have you because I'll say something, you'll be like, that's not what they're saying. So I appreciate that that system of checks and balances. But I also really appreciate how vulnerable and open people are. Yeah. Because it's not that the advice is harsh that I give. It's just, I guess it's blunt and it's honest. But like, I don't know if I would be as cool if someone's like, don't be a fucking idiot. Yeah. Get rid of him. But like we, the majority of people who write in are like, oh my God, I feel so seen. She's right. Thank you. I think even if, even if someone doesn't nail your, like my question was fully misinterpreted, but the advice was still very touching. And I honestly, not for this show. When Gwyneth Paltrow thought that I said I was drunk. 
I mean, that's annoying. What, what did you say? Because I phrased, because I said, no, I'm surrounded by Coke cans, fully drunk. And I meant the Coke cans what had a been weird drunk. Sentence. Exactly. I know. Oh, it was weirdly phrased. Exactly. But yeah. now I'm stopping drinking Coke for Gwyneth Paltrow. So. I remember when I was a kid, I'd watch. Um, no, you're doing it so you don't die. It's not for, she doesn't care, by the way, as long as you no, buy her ashwagandha power. No, powder. No. When I was going to watch Judge Judy, and I was always amazed how she would like, I mean, granted, this woman's been a judge forever and these people are dumb and it's mostly staged, but like she would cut through the bullshit. Like, judge, I didn't pay my, no, no, here's what happened. You didn't pay for your car because you're a bad person and you're lying. I'm like, how does she know? I love the clips. I've never seen a full episode, but I always see the clips where it's like somebody says they own the dog and someone else owns the dog. And Judge Judy is like, dog, go to whoever owns you. And the dog runs over to one person. She doesn't bring in the dog. Judge is like, here's who owns the dog. This is what's happening. Dr. Drew's very good at that too. Like whatever. When you listen, like, well, people always have excuses. And he's like, you have a drug problem and you have herpes. Like he's able to like pinpoint. And I like try to practice that without giving medical advice. Yeah. It all boils down to you have a drug problem. You have an alcohol problem. There's, you have a psychosis. Yeah. It's never, no doctor's like, well, let me make sure to mull over both sides. I don't know. She did add a lot of context about the color of the car. Yeah. We'll get bogged down in the details. Things are very black and white. Yeah. See? I have this candle from a movie promo and it sits on my desk and it smells like that um, Calgon body spray. I think it was called like Morning Glory. It was like something I definitely wore when I was like 19, but it isn't lit and I will be on a Zoom and I'll just reach over and smell it. And I'm like, do I look fully insane? I don't even realize yeah. I'm doing it. It does look Like how Robert on Everybody Loves Raymond used to touch his food to his chin before he'd eat it. Ugh. It smells so good. It doesn't even say the name at the bottom. Shout out to Flores Lane. <laughs> and poured by Scrabble. Kick it. C. Wood on Twitter. Hello, Eliza Emily and your sweet baby wood. Jumbo Lump Tofu. I would see Wood. This has the potential to be a little long, but I want to try and explain the dynamic the best I can. We were just talking about exactly. you. Exactly. All right. I hope you can help ease my heart and mind going through a breakup due to circumstance. I'm a 25-year-old female and my boyfriend is 24. Ew. And we met early last year, both of us coming out of many relationships not right for us. Our relationship grew and everything was easy. We became each other's person in a healthy way as we respected each other's independence. And he was the first guy to understand and respect me. The chemistry was real since our first date. We're both very attracted to each other. He's a family-oriented guy and had me meet his soon after meeting. My friends were happy for me to have found my person. It was exactly what I was looking for. I know a little sappy, but when you know, you know. We had the best relationship until he decided to go through with joining the military and left for training after the new year. I knew about this on the first date, but was completely down for it. You knew that he was leaving. Or that he, or that he was in to. the military, yeah, or joining it. I have no intentions of becoming a, quote, dependent, as making my own money is important to me, and I'm my own person with my own life. I just was willing to stick by him wherever he may go. He made it clear he wanted me in his life and saw a future with me, as did I. So if I was along for the ride, so was he. We discussed him being stationed in the U.S., however. Turns out he doesn't have control over that. We never brought up the possibility of being overseas, probably out of a little fear. Our conversation isn't bad, but could be a lot better. That ultimately okay. ended up happening as he found out he was being sent to Germany. I mean, there are worse places. Our relationship struggled ever since then as he contemplated every day whether he could do that to me since I cannot move easily to a foreign country without being married. Okay. I supported him through training along with all of his hard tests and long days, but him going overseas for three years was in the back of our minds every day. 
we started having emotional conversations at our first arguments due to him being stressed. I never saw him stressed before he left. He was the most easygoing, goofy guy ever. We made it work as long as we could, but he would always bring up how much he struggles with me not physically being there. And he feels like he failed our relationship by joining and wishes he could hold my hand and hug me. He feels he fails a relationship by cheating on you. He's always been wary of just getting married for the military. Obviously, we're a little older than some of the horror stories you hear of military marriages, but I think doing it the traditional way is important to him, and he feels bad whisking me away to Germany, even if I was okay with it. We ultimately decided to give each other space and break up once he arrived over there. Uh He's been there since the end of June. This June? I guess. like a day ago. (laughs) We checked in once he arrived, and everything felt normal at first, but we end up talking about the same thing, our future, disagreeing. please. We left it on him saying, I don't want to be driving right your car now. off the road because it's too much young girl context. Yes, you don't want to be right now and that's where you left it and your heart's broken and you're wondering, let me guess, and you're wondering like, should I move there? Did I do the right thing? Is that what she's asking? But I can't help but wonder if you didn't join the military, Stop. if it would be different or easier. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. How he do did. I get through a breakup of circumstance where there's still love between us, but actually distance? Oh my God. I did not need all that context. You got to file these down. That is because filed now down. Everybody That's half the length. Listening, they've turned on this girl. But but also, I feel like they. No. She. This is this is. The, imagine that was twice the length. That that's the headspace that this woman is. Imagine in. I pay someone to produce my show, yeah. and they only did half the job. I was saying like this is this now people person, are angry. I think that the what someone is writing about. is just as indicative not, of their state as yeah what because they're saying. you're in yes because this you're person in is dis. Oh my God. They're distraught. They're in denial and you're very, very young. I appreciate that you're not like 19 and getting married, but you're 24. And I know young girls like hate to hear, I don't want to hear that I'm young. I'm mature. You're not. Your frontal cortex like just got fully developed and we all make dumb mistakes. Look, if this is the guy for you, then he'll be the guy for you. Okay. You are also, you even mentioned what? What? I just got this little stick stuck on me. Okay. You even mentioned you're like, I don't want to be dependent. Like we're both doing our own thing. So go and do your own thing. You can still send emails. You can still pine for each other. But I promise you this, he is out doing what he's doing. He is focused on his job and he's probably talking to girls if he has any time and he's like taking his weekends and getting all sorts of STDs. So I'm just saying- it's the girl thing where it's like, I'm thinking about him and like, he's definitely not thinking about you in that way. He must, he loves you. He must he miss you. He might be, but it doesn't mean it's it any also, easier. Even if he loves you and want, you know, the, the fact is you're unwilling to go there and get married, which is wise because you would be displaced and you're stuck in a foreign country and you're just there. Mm-hmm. So it's not that I have any tips on it, but like, remember that you have a purpose on this planet and it isn't just being in love with a dude. Mm-hmm. Like you said that you're independent, that you have a job. So work on that. And and you don't have to run out and date someone. Like you can mend your broken heart. And one day you're gonna like meet a guy and you start dating that guy. And then the Germany guy will call and you'll see how you really feel. But like, this is what life is made of. There's always gonna be those guys that like it didn't work out because of circumstance. And eventually it probably just fades away three years, like that's a lot. And you'll be 27, 28, like your priorities will be different. And by the way, please do not wait for this person because he owes you nothing. He could get out of the military and you're like, I waited for you. And he's like, okay, cool. I got married while I was there. So just be open and clear. It's okay to have a lot of love for each other. It's okay to communicate, but do not tether yourself to something that is not real. And right now that is not real. 
you're yeah. going to do what you want to do. But like, and I get it. I've had that where like someone just doesn't live, if they just, if they just lived here, but they don't. And that's not a reality. And th- this thing where I couldn't help but wonder, it doesn't matter. You're not Carrie Bradshaw. I wondered. That's not what happened. This is the universe that we're living in and this yeah. is what has happened. And it was always going to happen. And I think you were hoping it wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Maybe he won't go, okay, maybe it'll just be, he'll be stationed a state over, which would still be a pain in the ass. Yeah. You're not married. You don't have kids. It's a bummer. Maybe you guys can visit, but this guy owes you nothing and you are not connected. Yeah. I'm sorry. So take time for yourself and get on one of those dating apps and just start swinging on dudes just for fun. But but this is not, for now, this is not a viable option. No. Do you don't not have to like cut him out. No, but, but you have to be on the same page. And by the way, he is begging you to break it off. Like he's telling you how he feels. The greatest gift you can give him is the grace of being like, I love you. You've got to go do your own thing. Mm-hmm. If you come back, great. Mm-hmm. The better version is you come back in three years and you're both even more yourselves and even more fully realized and even more in love. Mm-hmm. But I bet that doesn't happen. I also bet I don't have this podcast in three years. Kick it. Shanice. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, dot com slash Eliza. I'm busy and this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby, I'm back to work, I'm at meetings, I'm on tour, I'm running around and I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors fresh, never frozen meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. 
And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. All right. Hello, Ask Eliza Anything crew. I need help with a mother-in-law situation. She comes to visit a few times a year from out of state. While she's here, she has a way of making me feel like I'm a guest in her home. For context, my husband and I will make plans and she will say she can't go because she needs to finish the dishes, walk our dog, and mow the lawn. We never ask her to do any of this. And I guess that's nice that she wants to help. Is she a lesbian? But it feels weird to have someone come over and jump right into doing chores. She's even gone as far as assigning chores to me and my husband. My house is brand new and spotless, so there's no reason for her to need to clean my entire house when she's here. I've made comments to my husband, but he doesn't see a problem with it. How should I deal with this? Why don't... It's because we don't have any Jewish listeners. Why does anyone just say how they feel? Why don't you, first of all, there is the version where she's just trying to like earn her keep and feel included. But she's assigning chores to them. If I was an adult in my own home and another adult is like, you need to go to, I'd be like, excuse you. Mm, you you do that to me all the here. time. And I'm always telling you to like shut your trap. I'm not doing it. You're always like, just so you know, you're going to have to finish those raisins. <laughs> I'm never going to give you a task that involves making more mouth sounds. Listen to me. Uh, <laughs> mouth sounds. Um, there is the version where she wants to be included. There is the version where she wants to feel productive and useful. There is also the slight chance that you have this brand new house and she's had a house for a lot longer and she knows things that you don't. Look, my mom comes over, it exhausts me, but she's like, "Get out! we got to get silver cleaner. We got to polish this thing. And she's right. It does look like crap. I don't care because I'm not putting out like a tea service for like 15 but there are things that our moms know about like keeping a house that like you kind of just don't know. You see it a lot. Like I know this couple and they're like rich and they have a house that their parents bought them and like all the topiaries in the front are dead. A lot of you are like, what's a topiary? It's like a carved tree, but they a just let them back. Carved tree. It's a carved tree because they didn't think to, it's not about being young or dumb. Like you just don't know. Having a house is a huge responsibility. Let's say it truly is spotless and she's just doing that. Let's say your house is fine, okay? And it's not productive. You can just say to her, hey, Irene, I, we planned a dinner. Like, I really want you to come. And it's, it's actually kind of offensive that you're doing this because I feel like you're telling me that my house isn't nice. Is that how you feel? And let her wiggle out of that one. Mm-hmm. Just say, just be like, I felt this was clean. I mean, are you, is there something that you want to tell me? Like, just be honest about it. We planned this beautiful weekend and you're like mowing the lawn but maybe your mom needed mowing. Maybe she's just trying to make it perfect. It's that tricky thing where are you trying to help or are you trying to point out that I'm wrong? Well, and I think it just, I would feel so out of control if someone was in my house touching Not all my me. stuff, I'd like washing my stuff. Oh my I'd God, like, wash my I shit. I have a plan. Do it all. No, you don't. You ha- you do not. You think you do. You ha- you're like an addict. You're like, I've got a plan. Okay, I'm just gonna have one beer a day. I'll be like, clean this up. And you'll be like, okay, I'll put it all in my car. You don't get to speak on this But how does my car look now? 
Because I, I literally held you at knife point. And I said, clean the car. You did. I got a prize for cleaning yeah, the car. It's like I got having a, water a teenage bottle. daughter. Like a very surly like teenage a Dave daughter. Busters. Who knows like a little bit more about the internet than I do. <laughs> I do know about the internet. I don't know. My, it might surprise you to know I was raised in a home where my mom is very fastidious. Like she's always, every time I'm talking to my dad on the phone, she's like vacuuming around his I think that's body. what this is. I think this is you rebelling. Yeah. Because my house is very clean and I would not make my bed in my 20s. I was just like, fuck it. I live alone. And now- I love making my bed, so you'll come around. I'm going to get in my bed later. I want to scale one to 10. How big of a garbage monster are you? Honestly. I mean, is 10 a hoarder or is 10 like- 10's like a, like a call in a hazmat like suit. 10's like there's a d- bunch of dead cats in there. Hazmat suit team. Six. I think I seven you're getting into, there's feces in the home. Nope, that's a nine. That's a level nine. That's a fecal level I nine. It might be a seven. Do you want to see a disgusting picture? It's don't. not good podcast content. I don't. Not of anything personal in your life, not of your home, nothing. It's bad enough that I have an idea of where you live. <laughs> you do have, you have an idea. If I didn't show up, I think you would be able to come find me. I have your address because I know where your money goes. <laughs> you I'm, I know where you live. <laughs> I do. I mean, your employer, of course I know where you live. Not positive, uh, I know your birthday is near mine only because I like found that out like a year ago. I've driven you past my apartment and been like, look, that's me. I couldn't see out of your filthy window. <laughs> my windows are very I was dirty. choking on Burger King wrappers. I don't, you don't get to Burger talk King. on this. Okay, whatever. The fact that like that's what you took umbrage with and not the fact that the car is in fact filthy. Uh, get to the root of the mom thing and say to her like we plan, no, get your, don't even open your mouth. I what think it's the fact that, that she, she, ha- it sounds like she hasn't talked to the mother-in-law. She's talked to her husband and yes. been like, look, your mom is like disrespecting me in my home. And the husband's like, whatever, it's fine. So that may be the first conversation I have with your husband explaining like why this bothers me as a different no, adult. fuck that. Stand up for yourself. It is, if it's your home, you take some ownership. You'd be surprised. You don't have to be rude. You'd be surprised. People who like, you give them an inch and they take a mile, like, how they back down a little bit when you show like a little bit of chutzpah. So just be like, uh, Nancy. I'm not doing chores. No. Be like, this house is clean. We cleaned it for you. We planned this weekend. Are you trying to tell me it's not clean? Like put it to her like that. Be like, it's kind of hurting my feelings. Mm. And then if she's like, well, your house is disgusting. You know, (laughs) is this, does she kind of not like you? Is this, or does she just want to feel useful? Like get to the root of it. Cause she really- might just want, like, that's how she feels useful is doing that. Mm-hmm. Like, my Nana was, like, always cleaning. And you're like, you can chill. But that's what she liked to do. Here, I peeled you a carrot. I'm like, okay, that wasn't, I'll, I'll eat the carrot. <laughs> this is what some older women do. So so get to the root of it to make sure the intention is not pure evil. <laughs> pure evil. Kill her in her sleep. Oh, my God. What did you say? Pure evil is what you, you said. You said kill her in her sleep. <laughs> well, you said that. Nope. You know I love the elderly. Can I say we got a very offensive review? Yeah. Where somebody said Emily Higgins is (gasps) ageist because I talk down about women in their 60s. Please explain to the people, I love nothing more than a woman in her 60s. Emily is not only a lover of women. I don't know where on the spectrum that falls sexually. I don't want to know because I'm your your employer. Middle-aged women. Wait, let me explain. (laughs) Middle-aged women are Emily's kryptonite. They're my bread and butter. She loves middle-aged women. Any middle-aged woman I come and... You know what? Screw middle-aged. Any woman that I come and... Above like 35, probably. There's something about the... Yeah, yeah. Any woman between the ages of 30 and 60, whether it's an accountant, whether it's a producer, an assistant to someone else, 
chances are within the week, Emily's already emailing with them. And I'm seeing if they have cats. <laughs> Emily, I'll just be like, did you make that appointment? She's like, yeah, I've been texting with Lorraine and she <laughs> loves crochet. Emily loves a strong female lead. She loves a grand dame, a grand dame. She yeah. loves a middle-aged woman in line with her. Women love Emily. People love Emily. It's always women that give me the feedback of like, you have a baby working for you. <laughs> You have an orca baby. I was so I was so upset that anyone could strew anything I said as ageist. I have a deep respect. Fuck them. And you know what? <laughs> I'm shocked that it was their context or that was it. I I, don't, I guess I had answered you a question. Or a little flippant. Sometimes you're like, fuck moms and fuck that lady. Like, I think it came more from you I think don't it like was a conservative is is. that was more into that was talking about like I'm sure we were talking about maybe someone a little older, a conservative, like didn't quite get it. And they're like, I love Trump and I get it and I'm 85. But you know, which now this is also probably ageist, but I love you, except you know what's interesting is the term ageist is there to like protect the elderly, but only annoying, like Gen Z uses that term. So I don't know. I, it's actually, that's the field that my mom works in. And so I've been Age? hearing about ageism. She's yeah, a wizard. She works, she's a gerontological, gerontological information referral specialist. So oh my like, God, really? So I've been hearing about ageism for 30 years. So I'm doing my best. And it's age. Are you going to see that movie old? That M. Night Shyamalan movie? I don't, I'm a little, I don't know. Is it because the some of the women are under 30? You don't want to see them? <laughs> I don't see no, I just, he's like, such a hit or miss. You're watching it. You're like, get old quickly so I can identify <laughs> with you. Get older. I don't like children in movies. So yeah, I, what is, I, hope, okay. I hope that they age very quickly. Can't get. <laughs> I hope that they age very quickly. I want to put all these kids through the old filter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we have a couple follow-ups that you're going to like. Oh, I love it. So, you know, we had had that person who was planning that bridal party. Like, they were basically slotted into the maid of honor spot, and no one was replying yes, to that. For those, they, for those of you who don't know, like, she was didn't want to do it, and, like, no one would help her, which is what you just said. And the bride wouldn't reach out. None of the friends would get back to her. She's like, I barely know Susan. And she lived far away. She was like an acquaintance that was suddenly the maid of honor. Basically a Facebook friend who she was like, hey, I poked you. Yes. Okay. So. Hit me. Wait, let me put on my nipple clamps. I'm ready. (laughs) I'm ready. I ended up having a come to Jesus with the bride. I've removed myself from the wedding and her mom will be taking my place as maid of honor. There you go. You nailed it when you said the whole bridal party had been roped into this. And I am so relieved to no longer deal with the stress of it all. Oh, I'm edging. It's so gross, but this feels so good. Where'd you learn that? That's the internet. (laughs) Side note. Where'd you learn that? (laughs) The internet. I'm on the internet. Okay, well, I've done it. Next question. (laughs) The level to which the bridal party would not pitch in for a bachelorette party was baffling. No one was even willing to rent a campsite for the weekend. The groom's sister said she'd drive up the day before to find a spot along the side of the road. Oh my God. (laughs) Thanks again for all that you do. Can't wait to see the Portland show this September. This is why you people need me. You live in Portland. You're obviously like kind of smart. You can't live there and be an idiot unless you're one of like the original Portland livers and you needed me to tell you. Obviously, this girl's the worst. Okay, and another update. Remember there was a woman who had moved to like a sleepy town and her friend was coming to visit yes. from a big town and you thought you? they were gay for each other. Were they gay for each other? No, she said, I'm gay married, not crushing on the girlfriend. Okay, well, the <laughs> advice still remains though. But the friend had changed the trip to just a two-night stay and so she appreciated the advice and she was, you know. Okay, that's not a follow-up. I mean, it's- Other than I, the fact I, that they're not the gay. The fact that they're not gay. <laughs> I thought about where you live and to me, it's like a very like Southern boggy, like- Island town off the coast of North Carolina. 
And like, I was like, we got one bar. It's, it's a shack and there's a toad who serves up cold suds. But it's sleepy and beachy. <laughs> but they're going to have a fun time. They're Basically, I envisioned you living... Um, in the, like, in the bog from where the girl and where the crawfish, where the crawdad sing. That's where I thought you lived. I was picturing like the murder she wrote town, which weirdly is part of the Universal Studios tour, like the town and you can see it. Cool. But they've just dumped the shark from Jaws in the water there. Yeah, that's weird. So it's the entire murder she wrote town and then like the Jaws is like, ah! Another uh, middle-aged elderly woman that Emily loves. I actually have not seen an episode, but I get the feeling of it. Like, I get it. Okay. Uh, go home right now and <laughs> turn on PBS, I guess. I don't know. Probably. The app, the PBS app. <laughs> Acorn, which is your favorite reference, but I don't know if you've ever used it. Acorn it's for like and British. Young Jeezy. It's an Acorn reference. <laughs> I'll see you. <laughs> Hi, Eliza Food and Baby Arm. I'm going to a wedding at the end of August. I know, another wedding question. Look, guys, it's that season, so it's okay. No, it's mostly women listening, so it's always going <laughs> to be This is wedding. a man. Oh, uh, let me get my... Gold slippers and my <laughs> kneeling pillow. Anyway, I have this Aunt Karen who's a literal Karen that's going to be there. She lives up to her name. It's the worst. I feel bad because she's on the autism spectrum and she can't really help it. Okay. But it's it's especially difficult for me to deal with her because she reminds me of the part of myself that I don't like. I'm also neurodivergent. Any advice on how to deal with this? Eliza, you're an absolute queen. Looking forward to seeing you in Oakland. Uh, I can't answer this because people will be like, how dare you give... By the way, I just want to say something. I did your Rogan's podcast and I got all this, you know, fans and people really loved it. And people were like, don't care what people think, you know, like you keep being you. I don't. When I say I'm going to get canceled or I'm going to get hate mail, that's me shitting back on all of these uber sensitive people who are bored with their own lives. So when I say like, I don't want to say anything because I'll hear all the responses. It's not, I'm not worried about my feelings. I'm calling people out for being annoying. Got to put that out there. Uh, I'm just preemptively being like, here's what here's what losers are going to say. That being said, I am not on the spectrum. I am not, uh, I am an expert on autism, right? I'm, a, mm. I'm an expert. No. no, I'm not an expert on it. I don't really know anything. And uh, so it's hard for me to give you any advice. I also just learned the phrase neurodivergent, which I thought sounded like a video game, but I guess is a term for autism. Uh, it's for anything on the spectrum. I think it may apply also to just any sort of attention disorders, anything that makes- It's not the prequel to Divergent the movie <laughs> where they like, where it's all done from like cell stem, like precog When they cases. tried to, they're like, Shailene Woodley is just as good as Jennifer Lawrence, right? I mean, it would be a funny joke if most people knew what that term meant. It's becoming more prevalent. Um, okay, so he's on the spectrum. He's some well, or there's something. There's something about his brain chemistry. I think the fact that that you're aware that that's what's triggering you about her is already such a good step. Great. That you're like this woman bothers me because it brings out something in myself. That's great advice for anyone. So avoid, and especially if she can't help it. Yeah. I think the thing about autism too is that you. I don't believe that they are doing it from a malicious place. Like, this is the way your brain is wired. Yeah, so it's she's, not malicious. It's just, one thing about autistic people, like, they just say it the way that it is. Um, and the the intention isn't a bad one. So all you can control are your own actions. So just stay away from her. You give her that Texas smile. Hi, Auntie Bitsy. How are you? Still racist? Sounds good. But, you know, and like labeling her a Karen, whatever. Like, it, she's probably just doing her best. 
You're at a wedding. There are other things to do besides sit with your aunt. Don't be a loser. And I wonder if she know if she knows you're neurodivergent. I wonder if she comes and clings to you because she feels more Maybe. comfortable. So, you know, there's that side of it, but just don't give it any oxygen. I think this falls into potentially the same category as that woman who, who was at work who only ever talked yes. about her kids, where it's just like... Kill them with kindness. Or, and if you can't, extra, extract yourself, extricate yourself. Yes. Uh, abort mission. But also like you're at a wedding. Go hit the pinata. Go hit mm-hmm. up that lamb shank buffet. Go drink some punch. Go mm-hmm. do the Macarena. Go home. And you know, is there something fun about like, you know, she's going to be a Karen. Like sometimes if I know someone's awful this and I can not, just- not for no. this guy. Just, you don't want to spend time doing it. No. Go dance with a boy or a girl, whatever you're into. I don't care. I don't care. Eat some of that wedding cake off the off the back of it before anyone's had a slice. I know it can be your own dirty secret. When you ask someone what language they took in school, usually it's like with an eye roll. They're like, mm, French. It's like, do you speak French? No, I don't use it. I feel like a lot of us had difficulties learning a language in school. Rosetta Stone is here to change that. It's available on desktop and it can be used as an app on your phone or your tablet. Rosetta Stone are trusted experts for more than 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with an intuitive process and you can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. That's right. You might even fool some locals into thinking you're one of them. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. I headed to Mexico City for a little vacation, and I used Rosetta Stone to brush up on my Spanish. Just a few things, a few verbs that I knew I had forgotten, and I was better. Mejor. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. I do think there's something to be said for ordering something of quality and every once in a while getting a nice package in the mail with a product that you're going to own for a long time. Let me tell you about Bolin Branch's signature sheets because they're the perfect way to start upgrading your sleep, your room, the look of your room because they're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton. These sheets feel buttery soft yet super breathable and they're perfect for warmer summer months ahead. We have a house that we go to in the summer and I got all Bolin Branch sheets for the beds because we're having a lot of guests this year and I want them to feel like they're at a nice bed and breakfast that they didn't have to pay for. Bolin Branch sheets are free from toxins like synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde. I bet you didn't know that was in your sheets. And their signature sheets come in 14 versatile colors and they come in sizes from twin all the way up to California King. And Bolin Branch has a 30-night worry-free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, you can send them right back with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl and Branch. Go to bowlandbranch.com slash Eliza for 15% off your first sheet set, plus free shipping. That's Bowl and Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com slash Eliza for 15% off. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Update on Perskate 2021. Which one is this? <gasps> the woman, the mother-in-law gave her purses oh. and she donated them. And the mother-in-law was like, where are the purses? It's hot. not even a mother-in-law. It's a girlfriend. Mm. And her boyfriend's mom was like, here's some purses from my closet. What? You don't still have them? Red hot regifting you, you, update. You begged for pictures of the purses. We have. Okay, let's see. A Nine West purse. 
retailing $20 to $50 at a Macy's. And a coach bag. And a coach bag. Okay, I know I sound like a snob, but it's a coach bag. Are you a first-year triple-A baseball girlfriend? Okay, are you like a mom living it up in the Midwest and you just got your bonus check from Sensi in like 2011? You're not getting a coach bag. Okay. Okay. I mean, it's vintage, but it's a coach bag. So these are the two purses that she was given. All right. So that one, the coach bag is between 50 and 200. The chance of me ever endorsing coach. Well, and I will say the looks of coach and there's coach. The looks of both of these purses are not what I would go for. They are a little old lady ish. Hear me out. That coach print in particular. That like seed that's like light and dark looks like you sliced a hard boiled egg in half. And I've always thought that and that's why I don't like it. Yeah. So, okay. So this, this, the question asker says, these are not old vintage bags that are super expensive. They don't seem super important to her since she shops a lot and have given his past girlfriends similar gifts. I believe she told me he's given other girlfriends old watches, sunglasses and stuff. She's a sweet lady with only sons, so she might be trying to connect. He has not brought the purses up since the first time I messaged. So remember, he was the one that was like, where are those purses from my mom? Why aren't you dressed like my mom? Is that what this is about? Yeah, the, the, so she had donated them and the boyfriend was like, where are they? Why don't you have them? Because they're ugly, babe. Do you want to fuck? And he'll be like, sure, I forgot. <laughs> uh, so, okay. He has not brought the purses up since I messaged you the first time, but if he does, I will ask if the mother has asked about them and is that why he's Ooh. asking? I feel like she hasn't asked because she and I have talked and she hasn't mentioned them. So now I feel like he just has some weird need to see me use them. Maybe he wanted the purses. Not sure. I'll keep you posted if he starts trying on my clothes. This is not an update. So this is not an update. I love you seeing the purses. You update on a hypothetical. No, but we got to see the purses. We did get and to guys, see the purses. We don't like them. They were truly ugly. Even Emily knows they're ugly. I know they're ugly, <laughs> but I always go for a, just a black. Honesty is so. the best policy. If he says anything, you can be like, yeah, you know what? It was so sweet of her. They weren't my style. And mm-hmm. I gave them to a friend who said that they were gorgeous. And that, <gasps> that friend nice. died. So you can't see the purses. Died. You can't see the purses ever again. Kick it. I know. That friend moved away. <laughs> okay. That friend moved I, away. female 23, met my SO, male 24, 18 months ago, and we have lived together for almost one year. Two years ago, I was in an abusive relationship with a man 10 years older than me who I mm. now have a protection order on and have not seen since I left him. Got on a plane while he was at work. Oh, good for you. Good for you. Fantastic. Please let that be the end of, you're just letting us know that you <laughs> just did Just letting us smart. know a nice thing. My current SO is supportive, respectful, loyal, and ultimately the man I want to spend the rest of my life with. However, internally, I am plagued with intrusive negative thoughts. Reflecting on these thoughts, they are stupidly similar to what the abusive partner projected onto me during that relationship. I don't project my intrusive anxiety onto my current SO, but I'm honest when I'm experiencing anxiety or depression, and he's always patient and supportive. I go to therapy. I do a lot of research on healing from an abusive relationship, but I'm beginning to believe I was infected with this type of emotional anxiety, fear of abandonment, and obsessive overthinking by that ex-partner. The insecurities ebb and flow. It's not constant, but I find I'm easily triggered. I know it's impossible to erase the past. How do I reverse my thoughts and use what I experienced in the abusive relationship to personally feel more secure in my currently healthy and safe relationship? P.S. Love you all. Eliza, you've been a true role model for me over the last few years. XX. Um, Here's a point nobody wants to talk about. What if this isn't the guy for you? I know no one wants to hear that, but like young girls keep doing this. Like I found him. This is the one. This is happening now. Give yourself a fucking break. 
Okay. It's so great that he's supportive. Eventually he will get annoyed with that because what he will say to you is, oh my God, like I am being supportive. I'm here. I'm helping you. And you keep treating me this way. So if this is truly the guy, you have to make a decision. And I am not a therapist, so I do not know how you do this. You have to make the decision that you are not going to allow, listen to me, the shortcomings and mistakes and miswiring of a bad person to decide your future. There is this like, it's not a four agreements thing, but this is, they use this in a lot of like S forums and culty things. But I took one of those landmark forum classes when I was like 18. And I was like, that's a cool thing. You don't let the mistakes of a younger you decide your future. Would you let a fourth grader tell you what to do? No. How big are they? So in this case, you're letting a broken, evil, abusive man decide for you that you're not going to be happy. You're also letting a scared girl from two years ago decide from a place of fear what you're going to do. You wouldn't let someone who was mean and horrible like he was decide your fate or schedule your life. And that's what you're doing now. Mm -hmm. So you keep on with that therapy. You keep open because at the end of the day, even if this guy doesn't want to sign up for it, the important thing is that you're getting yourself to a place where you feel whole. Yeah. That's it. I can't tell you day to day what to do. And also don't like, don't not listen to yourself. Like you do have real feelings and real instincts. And so it's okay to, you know, I guess the trick is separating what's real from what's fake. And that's what a doctor will help you with. I think if you're not already, number one, it's fantastic that you're doing therapy for you. I think it would be wonderful to do therapy with your boyfriend only so that Right now, you he's being supportive. He's there for you. But if you talk to with a neutral third party, you may, may be able to get rid of some of that guilt of dumping on him and figure out the ways in which you guys can talk more constructively. Yeah, because he's not a therapist and nobody wants the girlfriend. Nobody wants the significant other that's like constantly dealing with their issues. It will weigh on him. So you don't have to be afraid of that. But I think the version where you're always trying to be better and move forward and showing real progress. I think anybody would have compassion for that. Yeah. Keep saying that therapist, good for you. Good for you. Good for you. Getting on that plane. Getting on that plane, drinking that free cran apple out of a plastic cup. I love a cran apple. Heading to another state similar to the one you were from. <laughs> Most of them are the same. Okay. Anonymous. Hey, Liza. Seriously love everything about you. You're my favorite comedian. I've seen mm-hmm. all of your specials and listened to all of your podcasts. But did you know I had a sketch show? Most people didn't. <laughs> okay. This is a long one, but it's going to be interesting to say the least. All right. My problem is that I'm a virgin at 26. I'm a bisexual male. I've never done anything remotely sexual with anyone before, yet I talk dirty and sexed all the time. I've only ever kissed one person back in high school and haven't been in a relationship since I was in middle school over a decade ago. I've had numerous offers and tried to go through with it, but I just can't for some reason. I'm not purposely trying to save myself or anything. Offers from guys or girls. Maybe both. Mm. But I'm scared, scared that I won't be good enough because I don't have any experience at 26 and a lot of women and men will stop talking to me and ghost me if they find out I'm a virgin. I feel like I missed my train to normalcy when I didn't lose it in high school like everyone else. And now the dating game is all about hooking up first than dating after having sex. I hate this hookup culture. So I guess my question is, how can I get enough confidence or deal with this type of situation whenever I start to feel anxiety rise up and stop myself from not going through with it? I guess there's a lot more than just one question in there, but overall, I'm just looking for guidance. I've tried therapy, but that just made it worse because it makes me overthink it all even more. Love you and Emily so much, and I miss Hot Scotty and his jingle. Hot Scotty number one, number one, Hot Scotty. Hot Scotty number two, number two, Hot Scotty. 
Ooh, his jingle jangle. First of all, I don't think therapy made it worse. I think maybe you're the wrong therapist. I'm saying this. I've never really done a ton of therapy, but it does seem to be the more medical approach and professional approach. Also, please don't buy into the hype that sex is good. No, please don't buy into the hype that like all the cool kids, like everybody had sex in high school and you missed it. The majority of writers in Hollywood did not. The majority of like tech billionaires probably did not and still have not. Plenty of people did not have sex in high school and figured it out later. I promise you, you are not alone. You also are saying that you're bisexual, which I think is is tricky because you're like, do I do this with a guy or with a girl? You are you, whatever that means, whether you're bisexual or you decide that you're gay or you decide that you're not, maybe you're straight or it actually yeah. doesn't matter because no. what's important is that you're comfortable mm-hmm. and that is something that we don't even teach girls we're like as long as you blow him and then you leave quietly in the night as long as he was satisfied and you hate your body you keep being open with people okay and by the way a lot of people myself included are not into hookup culture i no. was never like let's just have sex and then we'll get to know each other i was a big like let's hang out a bunch you can pet my dog maybe i'll have sex with you eventually i'm on and- every app saying no i will not meet you tonight i need plans two days in advance for sure but even for the sex thing like i never had any pushback because all i pick like good guys who are like sure i'll wait like i don't need to have sex with you right now yeah. or they like didn't think i was that hot Whatever. um you're fine you are not alone you keep being honest and you'll meet someone that like, you know, a, a someone who, I don't say teach you. That's so like weird, but someone who's okay with it. And, and that's okay. I think that's why people are getting hung up when you say you're a virgin. I think they're a little nervous because they're just like, oh, like now there's pressure on this for me to in some way make this special for you but, or. But, yeah, there's that. That's fair. And also he's not just a virgin. You're saying you haven't done anything. You only kissed right. one person. Yeah. I think to the right person that that's very sweet. Or they'll be yeah. like, great, I can like show you how to kiss or whatever. Also, never underestimate the power of a little bit of alcohol and a makeout sesh. No joke. And you know what? Maybe you got a friend and you're like, let's just get a makeout and figure it out. It is not scary. It's supposed, remember, it's supposed to be fun. Yeah. So find someone that you're attracted to first and foremost, then be like, I'm not that experienced. You don't have to go into detail. Like I haven't done any serious docking, but you can just like, you know, maybe one person you kiss a little, maybe next person you go, you know, you make sure that you stay comfortable. Otherwise, you will resent having sex and intimacy and you will and you will get weird. Do you know what sounding is? No, I'm dying to know though. It's they I believe it's you take a very, very thin rod and you put it down the hole of the urethra? penis. That's what isn't docking when you put the whole penis in the hole. And then you rub the foreskin back and forth over it. Listener, don't do any of that. I called, yeah, don't. Well, you know what? <laughs> I start, mean, do it, but don't start with that. Start with sounding. <laughs> start with that. I, is I that think, why Austin Powers says sound is a pound? I don't think so. Okay, it's not about pay, paying a pound to put a stick in your penis. I don't think so. But why, I, why was somebody? Why is it called sounding? I don't know. Yeah, you do. I don't. <laughs> I, but I think that the listener. If it hasn't felt right, it hasn't felt right. Like you're, t- but who are all these people that you're sexting with? Are those the same people you're meeting up with? Because like, yeah. there's some sort of chemistry there. Who you are those tra- people? Yeah, make sure you're attracted to the person first. Don't just it, kiss like an uggo. Right, because you're saying that you you get there and then you're like nervous and don't want to do anything. Listen well, then don't. Like you'll find someone who you're not that nervous. Get with. you a Bud Light Seltzer Retro Summer Pack. <laughs> knock just, back a couple no, we cold can't ones. Encourage. And no, I'm just saying, have yeah. one or two, and then you do a little makeout. Go to a club. Go to a bar. 
Some of my favorite times in my 20s was like, I just kissed this dude. Yeah. It's but, cool. But don't force yourself into doing anything just because no. you think that you're supposed to. Ever, ever, ever. Not when it comes to wearing a shirt in public. Not when it comes to not farting. Not when it comes to saying hi to someone you don't like. And 26 is not that old. I feel like this, based on this person loving you, I wonder if they've read Heather McDonald's book, You'll Never Blue Ball in This Town Again. I believe she was Jesus. a 27-year-old virgin. And she just, there you go. she just talks about all the like dates that she went on where she was like, I'm not doing anything. I'm By just the way, like to go and make out. The fact that you're 26 and you think you're old makes me think. Uh, if I thought you, if I didn't know before, I thought you were a girl, but it sounds like a gay guy. Like, it, ugh, I'm a hag. A, it's a bisexual man. I'm just saying. Like, yeah. You got both. Kick you're, it. You're fine. Yeah, you're yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. All right. Lavre. Eliza and Emily, thank you for your hilarious podcast and thoughtful commentary. You're so welcome. Thank you. <laughs> I would really appreciate your feedback. And listening to your show, you discuss at length friendships and when they need to end. I suspect that will be the answer to the question, but I'm curious on your take. Well, then why are we doing this? Let's see. I am a successful executive team member VP status for a large healthcare organization and had a close best friend since college, 2008. Let's call her N. We graduated, became successful in our careers, married in each other's weddings, had kids, shared baby clothes, showers, etc. A few years ago, N's sister came out to her large Italian family and in support, my husband, kids, and I all attended Pride in Atlanta with N and her sister. That's so fun. During this trip, N and her husband also attended. N's husband is a flat earther, small-minded, not inclusive, and makes us all uncomfortable. We had several arguments throughout the weekend, culmination of drunkenness and awkwardness. Boy. Mostly argued about his lack of support for N's out sister and differing opinions. He is conservative or not. N does not reach out like she used to. I initiate via messenger and she reciprocates likes. She's more of a Facebook Another stalker, one. not a frequent poster. But her last significant message was a year ago. Should I let it go or continue to pursue this friendship? It really bums me out. You know her what? Context. Okay. Early in our friendship, she went to prison for DUI and I stuck with her and mailed her letters, etc. Prison? Not jail? I don't know. Prison? I mean, it says prison. Did she kill someone? Okay, well, that's rough. That's tough stuff. We'll, we'll cut that out of the- No, leave it. Not, because, not out of the thing, but out of our answer. Like, we don't need to factor that into this friendship. It's part of her story. Yeah. Um. You know what? I actually, as I as you were qualifying this, was like, I bet you're going to tell me to ditch her. I was like, I bet I don't because I don't think you would have written this. This seems like this is your best friend and this is someone you share stuff with. Look, people grow apart, but this is another example, unfortunately, and girls, please listen up, of like the, a girl just following her husband. Usually the husband is the more vocal and when it comes to like flat earthers. So we'll put them in a very special right-wing category that if you are a conservative, you should be running, not walking from this part of the party line. Um, this happens a lot where it's like, well, my husband believes this, so I'll just go with him because he's probably so overwhelming. I think it's worth asking to meet up. I love you. I miss you. We had all these good times. Mm -hmm. I feel, I can't tell if it's that you're, embarrassed or you don't want to say that because then she'll be like, why would I be embarrassed? Be like, I feel like it was so uncomfortable that day and I'm always here to support you. I think her husband has made it very difficult. Probably some words were exchanged that day that like you can't take back and his pride was hurt and he's embarrassed. You can't change him. And like an angry right wing guy is the scariest thing in the world. It's yeah. right up there with like an angry, like overly liberal uh, entitled group. Both ends of the spectrum are not cute and pretty much impossible to talk to. You're not gonna be able to change him. All you can do is try to salvage your relationship. I would just try once. But if she is gonna decide to allow herself to go down that river, you just can't follow her. 
but it's worth reaching out to be like, are you, did, was something, cause I think something was said that you're not, that you're not sharing. Yeah. I'm here for you. You know, our kids are friends. I love, I miss you. Um, I just, I just want you to know that I'm here for you. And she might be like, okay, great. Thanks. And then that's the kiss of death. Right. Because at minimum, at least getting on the phone with her and not just these Facebook messages. In, no. I mean, in person is number one. Do it in person because on the phone, he could be, he could there, be there breathing but his trout breath I down I think your- the tough thing also is like for you, maybe it's easier to cut her off. But thinking about this, how unaccepting her husband is, I wonder if he's cut her off from her sister. Like, I wonder how isolated she mm-hmm. has been made. And so if you can show her that you're there for her and leave that on the table at minimum, yes, and then she said. can take it or leave it. Pretty much just what I said. Well, I think even just making sure, even if it's just a Facebook message being like, I'm here. Call her. But- do not do that. Nope. Call her. I don't know what's wrong with people. Pick up the phone. It means a lot to people and you cannot misinterpret a text if it's a call. Make yeah. it concrete. Hey, I would love to meet up with you whatever. Get in her face as much as you can. That way you can really read her if she gets comfortable or nervous and you'll see really what's what. Yeah. Do not just send a text. No. Hearts, thumbs up. Sounds good. Can't. K, bye. Gif of a cat. K, bye, bye. Gif of a cat vomiting. (laughs) All right. So this is just a fun Twitter. Do you smell that? I can smell your candle. Is there a different smell? Another word for vagina. Why would I say that? That's so gross. I don't know. Sorry. I was just thinking about the. Sh- I was like, oh, it's kind of a sugar. I was smell just saying, too. I said this a couple weeks ago, but it's July. You know what's right around the corner? What? Like a disgusting month of August, but then September, which is gnarly, but then it's October and it's fall. Okay. <laughs> We're a little ways away. Okay. So someone DM'd us on Twitter. Just found the podcast. I love it. Sometimes you ask what we're doing when we listen. I do body transports for funeral homes. When oh people my die, God. I go pick them up and take them to the funeral home. It's a four to six hour round trip. Them. And that's when I listen to your podcast. Why is it so far away? I don't, I mean, I guess maybe it, she covers a certain area. So I she's go, picking up bodies from like- I go out to Murderer's Ridge. I pick them up. It's a haul down I-90. Okay, well, that's cool. Pretty dope job. I just was like, I think that's interesting. Like they're listening to you tell your diarrhea story and there is a, someone's dead loved one in their car. Or just someone dead that no one knew and you're the last friend. All right. So this is a he, him, cisgendered male with construction type, strong mid fifties bod looking early forties for context. Love the pod. Is this a dating casters? If this person wants to get their bod out there because their question is about their bod. Bod, bod. During COVID-19, I bought it, the Manscaper. Two months in and I'm hairless from the ears down. Liking the look and feel a lot. Wait, but you have hairy ears? Yeah. Like what part of the I ear bet down? inside the ear. Yeah. <laughs> Went to YouTube to learn how to shave legs. Got really good at it. Summer is coming. Short season. I've been told I have nice muscular legs. Butt's not too bad either for context. Question I'm sorry, is- what's happening? Is it too- freakish to be out with obviously shaved legs. People will notice. No. Women seem to be expected to shave and wax. Honestly, I'm starting to see hairy legs on men as kind of unkempt. Is this behavior a positive evolution in hygiene? Is there a significant downside to being out this way? Hit me up if you need a picture, but they just look like hairless smooth. Like, where's our culture on this issue? I definitely don't. I'm cool. Um, Here's what it is. It's not an evolution thing. This is adhering to a Eurocentric idea of what body should look like. It's, um, you know, even though we think of French ladies as having armpit hair, uh, most of the world has armpit hair and it's a very like European slash American now thing to impress upon women to shave their armpits, shave their legs, Mm -hmm. wax their lips. You know, a lot of 
um, women, you know, like in indigenous cultures or in other countries, people of darker skin, you know, it's not as prevalent as it is here. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of girls, you know, I wish I was that empowered to be like, I'm not shaving my armpits. I know, but I do too. I've been brainwashed. I'm inculcated yeah. with that messaging and that's a personal choice and you can shave your legs or not shave them, whatever. Mm-hmm. I think it's always something people might make fun of, but I don't think people are going to care. No, I I mean, I might take note if a guy had like, and this guy has him and his perfect muscular smooth legs. Like I'd be like, oh, some legs, but I don't think I'm gonna be like, hey man, did you shave your legs? Well, they're shaving and then they're smooth. Like for swim, we would all shave like our arm hair. Not that I had much of it, like your little blonde arm hair, but the guys would shave their legs. It was like a ritual thing. A lot of athletes shave, a lot Mm -hmm. of bodybuilders, people that are really into being muscular do it. A lot of Italian men just are hairless, so- what you don't want is to shave if you have like thick black stubble and it's like gnarly. But if you're tan, mm-hmm. it's kind of a look. Yeah. So if it's like your lifestyle, I, I think it's fine. I don't think if that's a reason to discount you, that person probably wasn't into you. But I yeah. say go for it. Go if for we're it. allowing women to like let it all hang out and love your bodies, we have to allow the same for men. Take what you want off, put what you want on. There you go. Take what you will. Eat what you can. Live when you live, laugh, love. <laughs> okay, we got a question. <laughs> Anonymous on Twitter. Also, kudos to our only like older. I like that he's like. For a little bit, I was weird worried the question was gonna be like a fetish thing, but then I read through it and was like, oh, it's okay. Oh no, it is. It's not as much as some of the ones we get, or I wouldn't have read it because I will never give you the satisfaction, and you know who you are. Uh, Okay, hi, Liz, Emily, and Baby Snow Peach. My mom and I, UK, listen to your podcast every week and love all your specials. I made a Twitter just to send you this. We have a question for Emily. Do you have some kind no. of GoFundMe? Mom and I are very concerned about your living situation. She obviously is a mom, and I am a mom friend. And every time you discuss things that happen in your building, we get very worried about you. Please yeah. let us know if there's anything we can do to get you out That's of fucking there. gnarly. You this live in a made hovel. A Twitter. One of my worst neighbors got evicted, so everything's doing better. Thank you for your concern. <laughs> you know, um, okay, that's your. She wants to stay in her rat hole. That's not nice. That I, I said like that. Change. I've never had a bug in there, I will I'm say. I'm going to say this because that mm-hmm. sort of undermines me. Like I did, I do pay you. Yes, okay. And I gave you a raise. You gave me a raise. Here's the thing. You could have a very, I could have a very nice place in LA with a roommate. I just am not interested. Totally. Like I, when yes. I first moved here, it's, I lived in Beverly Hills, like mm-hmm. right off of Robertson mm-hmm. with a, a woman that I'm still friends with. Of course. <laughs> but I just... I would rather downgrade. And I have friends that like lo- that always live in houses with other people because they want a house. And I'm like, I would rather live alone in a shoebox yeah. by myself. I totally hear that and I respect that. I guess I haven't, this is going to sound so snobby, but I haven't rented. Like, I don't know the market. And like, I think about my first apartment, which I'll spare you because I told you before and how cheap it was. And I guess it really, I mean, I know it's gone up exponentially. My rat hole is $1,300. It's not fair that I call it that. <laughs> I think it's more about, I'm referring to the way you keep everything on your desk and your car. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, oh, I'm and, disgusting. Oh, and, and I will say, like, this apartment building is one of the cheaper ones, so it attracts a certain clientele. Like, uh-huh. that's why my neighbors shoot themselves or get evicted. So- Only way out. Yeah, totally. Uh, so that's what I take to- I could live somewhere very nice there with someone else. This is a choice. I, I mean, you probably could find an apartment, but then you've got to move farther how away. how far away? I get that, I get like, that. And everything's taken. 
Uh, so the ha- it's tough right now, especially with all the things that became Airbnb. If anything, blah, blah, blah. you could say that Emily is strong and steadfast in who she is because she's willing to share so much and laugh at herself so much. But I would not allow someone to work for me who was like struggling. No, to make I'm not, no, 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 no. I, not I, that I would fire you. I would help you. Right. Get this poor person out of my house. And I love the location. Like, I, Cause I like it's it. It's next to a rocket fizz. I like the valley. And a DIY no, the waffle bar. Fizz closed. No, it's closed. And the going DIY there. s'mores Get place out of closed. Here. But yeah, it, it has nothing to do with like, for LA, I'm I'm paid well. I just, I don't, I don't want to live with someone else. Actually, underpaid. <laughs> You've got nowhere to go. Because I have a contract. <laughs> Kick it. You don't. So let's be careful. Yeah. Okay. We're doing another, uh, Man question. I'm liking it. It's oh, very dudes, interesting because yes. I'm going into the Twitter and we're getting a lot of the men on Twitter, which is not the demographic I thought we'd get. Like the a lot of the questions on Twitter are men. Is are men on Twitter and not on Instagram? Yep. I guess because it's they a, can less of a visual. Yep. I love it. You know what? Let's let's even out those demographics. Yeah. So a few years ago, my wife passed away and I've been single since. Mm. We did not have children and her elderly parents still live with me. Oh, wow. I am super close with her family and my sisters-in-law are trying to encourage me to get back out there. The problem is I've gotten super used to being single again and don't really have any motivation to disrupt my life. For the past few years, I've been putting off and 2020 COVID gave me a great excuse. However, since things are starting to open, the pressure is back on. So how do I go about explaining this to them? Explaining that you just don't want to? No, ex- I think explaining to the the parents-in-law live with him. So oh, if he's going to start understand. dating, I think it sounds like you have a lovely relationship with them and they yeah. will totally, I mean, maybe do them the courtesy of letting them know, like, look, it's been, That's I've it. been single. I'm going to start dating. If it doesn't, I guarantee you're uncomfortable, no. I won't bring them home the first no. few months. It's your whatever. house, first of all. It's your house. Yeah, and yeah, you, but, look, stop. It's your house. I'm assuming it's your house. If you're living at their house, then that's weird. No, they're living with him. Okay. It's your house. You're a man. Um, I guarantee you say this to them and they're like, great. Like, we'd love to meet. We want, they love you. They want you to be happy. And you know what? Your wife wants you to be happy. Yeah. So I think this is a you issue, not a them issue. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, it's okay if you want to just go out. And by the way, you shouldn't be at your house with someone that you just met. You know, you want to be out. It's okay to go out, let them know you're going out, and just date someone for a little bit. And then when the time is right, be like, I'd like to introduce you to like my in-laws, which is a little weird, but any woman would understand that if they like you. They're going to have to move out eventually. The fact that they're living with you and that's not the crux of this question indicates like that you you have a strong relationship, you know, that you're enjoying. I think you just be honest because I think you're afraid for yourself. And so you're kind of using them as the excuse. Mm -hmm. I guarantee. And I'd love a follow-up that they're like, of course, we want you to be happy. And it's like people are are like, hey, you got to get out there. Like do that as slowly as you need to, but at least like sign up for the sites. Set up your profile. See what nibbles you get. If they or anti, you'd be like, you'd be like, well, you're under my roof and you kick them right out. It's like a role reversal. Like they don't want you to see that girl. You're like, well, I'm gonna mom and dad. It may be weird for them at first, but I think they will be understanding. That's so brutal. Like lose your kid, lose your daughter. I know. And you're like the parents. And you're still, yeah. It's an odd situation. You do what works for you. I think you're using them as an excuse. You take it slow. I've I've told my parents I want Here's how I want us to die. I want us all to be together. Okay, the guy's wife actually did. I. Die. This is really indelicate of you. The the order, the all the right. dream order. Go it goes, me. I can arrange that. And then and then Gracie and then my parents. What about your twin sister? You don't care what happens to her. 
She can join What's in. What's her name? Megan? Maggie. Maggie. She can join in whatever step of the process. She, but she has a, no, she has she a husband. Right now. She has a husband and then he, like, I don't know what his plans are. And then he has parents that are separate. You are why I don't want to just have one child. <laughs> I'm a twin. You're, but you, you should you only act have like, one. You act like a single child. No. Yeah. I have to share food. everything. Being no. a twin. The same milestones. You just laid same out. Same, because I'm not going to be able. I can't talk. He has a her husband has a family. I can't get everyone involved in my Kool Aid. That you laid out a death plan, and I was like your sister, and you were like who? Oh, Miggy. (laughs) I think to the guy to the original caller before we got to Emily's death plan, fucking weirdo. Um, I think you're using them as an excuse. Yeah, I think it's okay to go slow, and I think what you're afraid of is that you'll find someone you like and you'll bring them home, and then you'll feel like you've replaced your wife officially. And that's not how it works. No. But it is okay to move on. Everybody wants you to be happy. Yeah. So reconcile those feelings and move on. And a new person cannot take away the relationship you have with your in-laws. Also, they live with you. So you are very in bed together. Very Hopefully not. Hopefully have your own rooms. He is a roommate. I bet the rent is cheap, cheap, cheap. I bet they have a nice place. Cheap, cheap, cheap. All right, you ready for Top of the Cob? Kick it. It's the top of the cob. We're doing it right every day. You just take a bite. Top of the cob. Do you want to start with bottom? I'll go. I'll start. I'll go with top because my bottom's kind of fun. <laughs> I got a fun bottom. My top of the cob. Have I already said this that I love watching neck cracking videos on Instagram? If you have, it hasn't been for months and months. Like you went through it. a phase of it a while ago. You know how some people love like ASMR? Or they- Hello, little dog. Oh my goodness. Real sickos watch those pimple popping videos. Yeah. But people love ASMR and they love mukbang. I love listening. You get a good T-strap on someone at a chiropractor or just there's this one guy that like gets up on you. He's like, just adjust your... <laughs> just let that shoulder fall. I love it. I'm always trying to crack my neck. It's scary, but I find it very satisfying to listen to a good crack and then see how happy people are after. I read a lot of stories about people being paralyzed. I read a lot of stories about assistants dying at their desks. (laughs) I feel like all the stories about celebrities and assistants, usually the assistants have done something bad to the celebrity. Usually. It's it's never like Richard Simmons has killed his assistant. It's like he's being held hostage. I'd have to know where you live first. (laughs) What's your... My top is I went back to the movie theater for the first time in over a year. I went with a friend. Oh, this is so sad. Well, I'm not going to... I'm telling the top, not the fact that because of parosmia, I can't eat popcorn because it tastes like feces. But the way you told it was so sad. It was so sad. Well, okay. So that's not my bottom, but I'll share that I I talked a couple weeks ago about how my bottom of the cob was that there's a weird taste in my mouth and certain people, some people DM me that it's probably parosmia as a result of COVID and that's absolutely what it is. And many foods now taste like and smell like garbage, like literal garbage. And I went back to the theater. I sat down. I went with a friend to see the hitman's wife's bodyguard. I sat in my seat. I put a kernel in my mouth and it tasted like garbage and I couldn't eat my large popcorn. But I feel so bad. I think about you and like your little self. I had my, my for your favorite full bucket thing that was free that I redeemed Wait. my coupon for my free bucket. Hold on. Let me just do one thing. Speaking yeah. of ASMR. Are you going to eat that or no. is she going to eat that? Dog ASMR. Here's my dog eating cantaloupe. Here we go. <laughs> How cute is that? She's become so attached to me that she begs to be picked up and then she just lays <laughs> on my fed. chest and I hand feed her fruit and I scratch her <laughs> belly. And when I stop, she makes a little gesture like more please. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, my top of the cop was going back to the movies and crying during the Hitman's Bodyguard because there's something about sitting in a theater. Every movie makes me cry. I love it. Every movie makes you cry because you love being in the theater? I just love, even whether it's like sad or it's just from happiness. Also, weirdly, Salma Hayek in a blonde wig looks exactly like Rose Byrne. Thought you were going to say, looks exactly like me. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't I don't know what to do with that information. Okay, so you're bottom. Is that not Rose Byrne in the Hitman's Wife's? No, it's Salma Hayek. I'm just kidding. I don't <laughs> uh, my bottom of the cup recently was introduced to the word chuggy. A friend used it in context, and it's a word I'd heard before, but I was like, what? A friend used it. Challenge? My Sharome. Oh. Said she made this like birthday cake that it was like a giant cookie cutout, but it was had layers of icing and ice and it had macarons and flowers on it. I was like, I was like, wow, that looks really professional. She's like, I know it's like kind of chuggy. And I was like, is it? Because I thought it was cool. So I looked it up. Yeah, isn't chuggy bad? And it's just another sort of assault from Gen Z on millennials. And I don't fucking get the hostility. And I have to say this to the kid, the people who like keep putting this stuff online. It makes you look powerless, like punching up to a generation that's literally 10 years older than you who had to go through a fucking recession and being called terrible. Like your beef is with the baby boomers <laughs> and maybe even Gen X. Like, and even that blanketing is so dumb. Like, because someone like, okay, boomer, like, those were also the generation that were that were hippies that were again that were for like civil rights change and I mean that was a little bit earlier but like this thing no that's them where millennials are assholes like what just why because we're your bosses at our open concept like creative agency so I was reading the chuggy definition it was like it's not necessarily good or bad but it's stuff that's like specifically millennial and what you're really saying is it's just stuff that's out of style like they were like chevron pattern anything live, laugh, love signs. Well, I hate to fucking tell you, but I thought that stuff was ugly even when it was quote unquote in style. And it's not a millennial thing because people were doing that shit when I was younger, which mm -hmm. means someone was making it who was older for people that had houses. Mm -hmm. So well, you're just trying to grab on to the nearest person in your age range who's around you. But uh, so I wasn't offended as much because like all that stuff is tacky. So it's chuggy, but it's also just like dumb and I've been calling that shit out forever. So count me out of this argument. We're millennials. Like, okay, we're, I'm, we're 38. We're 40. We didn't give birth to any of you. You are our siblings. Fucking relax. Jacking my high-waisted jeans. <laughs> Ageist. My bottom of the cob is, I love to drink out of something with a reusable straw, okay? But drinking out of a cup... Drinking out of a, a sippy cup straw makes you look and feel like a big baby. Like, look at look at this. Ever is everyone looking? Having to purse my my lips yeah. and take a little sip out of something is not a cool. Judge men when they get straws. There's something about it's like not a cool to have to to mm. have to to have to purse your lips is not is not cool. Yeah, it's not cool. It's kind of feminine. There's nothing tough about a dude like, oh, I'm going to get my straw. I also think it's a sign of intelligence when like Starbucks has those sippy lids and they're like, people put straws through them. I'm like, it's an iced coffee. Use the fucking sippy lid. Well, unless you like just got your teeth whitened and can't touch they them. They didn't. But but yeah, I just, I love, I love this. I love how this water bottle You look feels, like a pro athlete. But, I, but now it's like. Suck it down. I'd like a big baby. Well, now you know how I perceive you when I look at you. <laughs> Giant baby. Giant. 
Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba. 